This is Positively Farming Media. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. After a long day at my desk, one of my fave ways to unwind is with my flock by throwing a grubbly happy hour. The best part about a grubbly happy hour is you can enjoy it in whatever way suits you best. Whether you choose to do a leisurely stroll as your feathered friends follow you for more, rage throw them at the sky so they rain down and melt the day's stressors away, or get fancy and mix up a grublito for your flock and mojito for yourself, there's no wrong way to do it. All you need is a bag of Grubbly Farms Grubblies and the energy to get to where your cluckin' BFFs are. To get yours, go to grublyfarms.com and use code DRINKINFARM25 for 25% off your first bag. And take the mental stress off your party planning by subscribing and having your Grubblies auto-delivered, and you'll also save on every shipment. Oh, hey there. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. I'm Bev Ross, one of the co-hosts of this super fun podcast that's all about farming and a whole lot less drinking these days, but that's all right. Uh, We still have a great time. And today it's me again. Nice to meet you if you haven't met me yet. I'm Bev Ross again. Uh, And we're going to actually do something that I really like. I'm really excited about this. I'm going to continue the winter prep theme. And um, today you'll get a replay of one of our winter prep episodes. It's episode 134. And the title of the episode is Every Winter is Different. And when I listened to this episode, I just thought to myself, like, wow, I can't believe that we have just encompassed, you know, the thing that everyone feels every year on their farm on this podcast like this. It goes to show that our experiences, while unique, uh, can end up being kind of universal depending on you know, what it is, but, but winter is one of those things that is a challenge for everyone, Uh, no matter what size operation you have, urban, suburban, you know, rural, it doesn't make a difference. Winter poses a challenge. And so this episode, we talk about how we prep for winter during this particular year that this episode is from. And uh, also in this episode, we talk about something that I thought you could really use right now. And that was about being upfront with people about what you need. And when I was listening to this episode, I realized I have needed to get a hunt on this episode on this podcast in order, you know, to keep producing it as one co-host and a team of people that edit it and post it and get it all out there. Seriously, could not do this without them. So uh, thank you so much. 
<laughs> to Max and Bianca. Oh my gosh, uh, they're amazing. And also, I thought that this conversation in this episode was really pertinent because we talked about telling people what you want or need as far as gifts go. And I know that can be really awkward. I in the episode, I talk about how I'm not very good at asking people for help or telling people what I need. And so by doing another replay episode like this, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll recognize I'm wearing the same outfit as I was during the last intro, outro YouTube video. Uh, and it's because I batch recorded these intros and outros because I realized that that was what I needed. I needed to get ahead. I needed to tell everyone that I needed help and that I needed to get ahead. And so this is how I was doing this. So uh, in a nutshell, this is kind of a strange indirect um, gift to myself and gift to you as far as listening to winter prep tips. So I know it's still very warm out. It's September now at this point. It's actually August while I'm recording this, but it's September while you're hearing this. And um, so it feels weird to even talk or think about winter, but I think that you're going to really get a lot out of the conversation that we had about telling people what you need and want and asking for what you need and want and being upfront about gifts that you want. Because you know what? I know I'm just like skipping ahead all over the place this year because that's how fast this year has just gone by. And so I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is going to be here any minute now, guys. I know it doesn't seem like it, but it will be. So, so take this conversation to heart, start doing your winter prepping now and ask for what you want and need and, and tell people about it. I hope you do. All right. Our drink peeps this episode are our friends Natalie Quist and Katie Montgomery. So cheers, ladies. We so appreciate all of our drink peeps and all of our Patreon peeps. And if you want to hear more about Patreon and learn how to get your you know, name shouted out on the episode, you can go to patreon.com slash drink and farm and check that out. All right. Here's the show. Okay, now it's time to dive into our episode. Woohoo! And it's time to talk about everybody's favorite time of year on the farm, winter! <sighs> I mean, that might actually be some people's favorite time on the farm. Like, look, I enjoy the first snow, but beyond that, I could I could do without. <laughs> uh, so I like all the snow. I'll take all the snow. I think that that's totally cool, but... Like the cold fingers while you're unlatching gates and like hiking through the snow, holding hay and straw mm -hmm. and cleaning things is actually really hard. And I have not figured out how to layer up in the winter properly yet. I'm either too cold or too hot while I'm out there. Uh -uh. So <laughs> maybe that'll help if I can figure that out this yeah, year. This is only like year four of my winter like life. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> ever. Yeah. Yeah, I've had a little bit more practice, but I still don't think I'm very good at it, if I'm being honest. So, you know. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the things that we're doing this year to prep for winter. Some of it will be repeats from things that we have done in the past. Some of it will be new, but we've got some other episodes all about winterization from past years, and we'll link to those in the show notes so that you can listen to those too if this is your first or second or even like 10th winter on the farm and you're just looking for ideas on what you can do to keep your animals healthy and happy and comfortable. Exactly. Like 
that you're always gonna find things that'll make your life easier and um we're hoping to help some people out today by sharing what we're doing so bev do you want to go first and share some of your highlights for this winter Yes. So I just put down a few highlights of things that we're doing differently. And the number one thing that we managed to get done, and I feel like there should have been like fanfare and celebration and confetti and stuff, (laughs) because it's something that's been on our list for forever. But we actually put a roof on one of the chicken runs for our old chicken coop. So now yeah. both chicken coops have roofs, so they can be snow-free Yay! in the wintertime. <laughs> that's a really big deal. It is. I feel like that's the project that we both joked about, like, over and over again when we we're trying to figure out, like, how to get farm projects done. And we're like, this is the thing we'll, like, never get done. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it. Actually, my husband did it. I can't take credit for it. I don't know why I'm celebrating like I did it, but. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you were there for at least moral support and making sure you didn't, like, kill himself or anything like that that's important yes I picked the roofing material and I held a lot of things and I put in a lot of screws too so I know how to use an impact driver so I helped I did help there you go So part of that run renovation was we are still renovating the old chicken coop. And one of the things that we actually finished was we put up all the walls on the inside of the chicken coop. And what's going to be really helpful with that is that's going to really reduce drafts because drafts are what kind of can cause frostbite on your chickens that have the larger combs and wattles. And then I'm also going to hang a sweeter heater over the roost bar um, just in case to help prevent frostbite. Because every year we've had frostbite on combs and wattles, despite like some of the best practice things that I've tried to do to reduce that. And I think some of it had to do with the drafts. And also just the humidity is really high here. Even in the winter, it's drier, but it's a really wet winter. Like we always have tons of rain. So the day there will be rain and everyone will get wet. And then at night it gets down to like 15 degrees. So nobody's dry and warm enough and then we end up with frostbite issues. So um, we are gonna hang a sweeter heater and we're gonna put that over the roost bar and the sweeter heater is just gonna help like keep keep them warm enough that things like frostbite don't happen. Cause if you can keep your birds more comfortable, like obviously, you want to be able to do that. And I'm not worried about power outages with having a little bit of heat um, because we have a generator, but also sweeter heaters have a heat that's so mild that it doesn't really like shock them when they go from being under the heater and then out into the area of the coop where it's not warmer. So if you don't have a generator and you want to use a sweeter heater, you don't really need to be concerned about that. Because it doesn't like heat the whole coop. It just warms them like right underneath right. it where they're standing. So, right. It's so handy. It is. It's super handy. And something else that's really nice about having the sweeter heater in the coop during the wintertime is warmer chickens might lay a few more eggs, especially if you put a light in your coop during the wintertime. And we do. Spoiler alert. We like the coop. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a simple strand of LED holiday lights. It's on a timer. It's really mild. It's not like a super 
high like glaring light or anything um but it does seem to keep them laying all through the winter so we're gonna keep doing it uh and it actually serves two purposes i need to be able to see what i'm doing when i'm out there at five o'clock and <laughs> i'm not lying when i say that it will be dark here at five o'clock in the evening in january <laughs> well i think it will be actually probably right after a halloween because we have daylight saving time oh that's on right. november 1st and that's when it's like really like oh crap and then yeah. it just gets worse until you hit the winter the winter. other winter solstice yes and then it starts you know you start growing hope oh slowly over time <laughs> but like yeah it's getting dark at 6 45 here right now and i'm like Ugh. yeah so it's gonna be 5 45 soon and even yep. sooner than that and it's like how do you like finish a full day of work and then go outside and do chores in the dark <laughs> it's not fun that's why they invented headlamps but i yes. also don't like doing that either yeah, no, I always tend to blind animals and whoever's helping yep, me. Exactly. <laughs> so we set the timer to turn the light on at 6 a.m. and then it turns off at 8 p.m. So their coop, even on like cloudy days, just stays, you know, like light enough for them to be able to see what they can, what they're doing and whatnot. So, uh, and then we also use a heated dog bowl for the waterers in the wintertime in the chicken coops. Uh, and we're going to have to do that in the cutest coop as well because we currently have a rain barrel with like a automatic watering system, but I have not found a way to keep that from freezing this winter. So maybe a whole year of research, I'll find something next year, but so far we've got nothing and we've already had a few freezes. So it's time for us to winterize that sometime in November and then uh, we'll switch them to a heated dog bowl. And that seems to work really well for chickens. They don't complain about it, so. Um, and then uh, one of the other things that we're doing to make the chore time easier in the winter is that coop renovation that I just told you about. We're splitting the inside of the coop to have like a peeps and hens type of interior, which is the interior that cutest coops does on their larger coops. It splits the space in half for the people and the chickens. So you have basically like a work space within your chicken coop, which is really handy. So we're going to uh, store all of the feed for the goats and the donkeys and the ducks and the cow inside the people side. They'll all be in galvanized trash cans. And then I'll also have a few basic first aid items and lead ropes and things like that hung on the walls so that I have easy access to things. This will help me not have to do so many trips from the pasture to the barn when the temps are the coldest or like the weather is the worst, just as long as I set myself up for success by actually setting that space up properly. <laughs> but we have a plan and like a, like a checklist and like a, a, a task list and things that have to get done to set that up. So I feel pretty confident it's going to get done. So I'm excited about that. Nice. The other thing uh, that we need to do is put the de-icers in all of the troughs. We've got three troughs now. Mm. Crap, that's a lot of troughs. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I need to buy one more de-icer because we only had two last year. Uh, and the de-icers that I use are pretty high powered. It's kind of funny. The troughs all like steam in the wintertime. So they're, <laughs> nice. like, they're like water spas. <laughs> 
<laughs> but they don't freeze. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and the ducks will have to lose their pool, though, because if you put one of those de-icers in one of those plastic pools, it's just going to melt the pool. Well, which we is use, no we use a, a stock tank de-icer in our pools. Do you? And you don't have any problems? Nope. Um, oh. Maybe not as high powered as whatever you have, because ours don't steam. I was um, going to say, yeah, mine like specifically say like, don't use in plastic. Uh, what is it? Like, you know, the, you know how some troughs are plastic? Mine says don't put them in one of those. <laughs> yeah. No. Our, yeah. We have just like the, it's like a little round medallion looking thing. And we put them in our pools and have for the past couple of years and haven't had any issues. Oh, okay. They're like 40 bucks from Tractor Supply, I think. I'm trying to think of how big mine are. Mine are like the size of a small plate. Okay, yours sound a little bigger. Yes. <laughs> our definition of small plate is different. <laughs> <laughs> no, like a salad plate. <laughs> yeah, ours are smaller than that. Okay. So. Yeah, maybe I'll find some smaller ones then so the ducks can still have their pool. Um, but they can totally get in the short troughs. So I figured they could just have a short metal trough with a de-icer and they'd still be fine because they'll have water. The, the ducks are weirdos. They've been preferring the water that collects at the bottom of the slide rather than their pool lately. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ducks are weird. Yes, they are. <laughs> and then uh, the last place that I really need to talk about for winter is the garden. Um, so it is time to plant garlic. So sometime in the next couple of weeks, I usually try to have garlic planted by Veterans Day. That's my goal. I'm in zone six, and that has been pretty successful for us here. Um, and then... I, around that time, I also tuck all the strawberry patches in with straw just to give them a little more insulation. And I'll top off all the garden beds uh, with like a thick layer of goat manure and dirty straw from the chicken coops or the donkey run-in shed or anywhere where I can get poop and green stuff, basically. I'll pile all that on top of the garden beds to refill them. And it'll allow all that stuff to naturally break down over the winter so that it replenishes all the nutrients in the soil, which is pretty cool, since I still don't have any compost. But I should have some compost next year, because when I open my bins, I expect them to be done come March or so. And uh, I'm hoping that this year I'm going to get a pair of winter bibs. It's been on my list to treat myself. Oh, yeah. Those would be nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking that'll let me spend more time with them out there in the wintertime if I've got like that thicker layer on my butt and my thighs, because that seems to be the spot where I get the coldest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Like I've got vests and I've got scarves and I've got hats and gloves, but like you can only wear so many pairs of pants. So they've got to be real good ones <laughs> if you're going to keep those areas warm enough. Yes. <laughs> And I guess the last thing that I'm kind of thinking about doing is I think I'm going to hang a sweeter heater over the milking stand because I'm wondering if that'll help keep Tonks just like more comfortable while I'm milking her. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm getting ready to breed her again in November and I might dry her off when I breed her. I was going to milk all winter until I had to dry her off two months before she was due. Mm -hmm. But... 
it's kind of a lot of work. Like all the milking with just one goat mm-hmm. is, I feel like it's just like a little too much with everything else that's going on with like the kids being home all day and everything else. So I'm thinking like, that's an easy thing. I can cut off of my stress list. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I might not get to do that this year, but I feel like it's a brilliant idea if anybody needs it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. Those are my winter plans this year. It's actually not as like overwhelming or onerous as it seems like it's going to be until you like really write it all down and you're like, ah, it's manageable. (laughs) (laughs) One of the things that makes this podcast so special is our listeners' stories, your stories. And to make sharing your story easy, You can leave it on our voicemail at 401-426-FARM, which is 401-426-3276. This quarter, we're looking for your farm stories about your farming firsts, our favorite mistress to bless and curse no matter the season, which is, of course, Mother Nature, and stories about planning farm projects or winging it. But really, we will take all of your farm stories because we'll be able to build future episodes around them, which will just be so much fun. That number again is 401-426-FARM, which is 401-426-3276. We can't wait to hear and share your stories. So what have you got going on over there for winter this year? So um, there's a few different things that we're going to try this year, um, mostly because we really did a lot of work this spring and summer um, with expanding the pasture and moving the geese into the pasture and having a chicken coop in the pasture. And now we have a cow in the pasture. So as I was typing this and I was like, oh, shit, like, yeah, we really changed things up this year. (laughs) Yeah, it's almost like a totally different farm over there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm already like, I was already scouting the back, like the back of our property this past weekend. Like, how far can I extend this fence back here? (laughs) Um, And I'm pretty sure I got Matt to buy in on it, even though he tried to kill himself when we were splitting the pasture last weekend, <laughs> two weekends ago, he, he had the T-Post driver because I bought one and it's only 18 pounds. And the ones we used for our first to go around was probably closer to like 40. And he got like going with it and he it like jumped off the T-Post and smacked him on top of the head. Ow. And it like split his head open. Yeah. Mm. We did not go to the urgent care. We probably should have. <laughs> Uh, but he did not black out. He did not have concussion symptoms. And uh, we managed to get the bleeding to stop in under 10 minutes. But it was oh, a pretty, it was like, it was like almost two inches long, like the gash on his head. So that right there says we probably should have went and gotten stitches. But like, you know, <laughs> we were just like, oh, we got to finish this. <laughs> Gonna finish the fence. Oh my god! And gosh. we did. We finished the fence and the and most of the run and shed that day. He's a badass. Yeah. I, I I don't know what I did to deserve him. Honestly, he's he's been great. Um, but he he did agree to that we need to extend the pasture next year, even though he tried to you know take himself out. <laughs> um. So it, maybe we'll maybe I'll buy him a hard hat to wear. Oh, <laughs> good idea. That'll totally work. I don't think he'll wear it, but thought that counts yes um i just need to be more careful or borrow the 
the neighbor's T-post pounder because that is a lot heavier and it's harder to do that with. Yeah. But anyway, so we extended all of that. Um, we have our new cow friend, which we'll do a cow episode in the next couple of weeks since we both have cows now. It's so Yay! exciting. Um, but this means that we're going to need a lot of extension cords. So this part of the the update, I asked the question, how many ex- extension cords do I need? Because uh, it's going to be a lot. So I'm going to have to buy more once I figure out like the length that I need and how many I need. Um, yeah. And those extension cords, your de-icers and everything all still work with them. Some people mm-hmm. on the internet will try to say, don't ever run them with an extension cord, but I've been doing it for three years now and I haven't had any problems. So. Yeah. You probably Rest don't want to like plug an extension cord into an extension cord. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are like electricity 101 rules, I guess. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> some, I'm not going to lie. We've done it here before and it was fine, but it always makes me a little nervous. Um, so we have a really, really big trough, um, for the cow. It's probably a little overkill for just the one cow, honestly. Um, but you know, she seems to like it, so we'll keep it. Uh, so I need to buy a de-icer for that, um, too. But most likely what we'll do is take the water sources away from the goats for the outside pasture, because honestly, they don't like to go outside. Yeah. And they don't like to go very far in the winter. Yeah. Or if it's raining, like if it sprinkles, they run for dear life. <laughs> so I'll probably take those in um, for the winter and uh, get a heated dog dish to put out there closer to the cow trough. So Willow has a place to go if she's out there while we're doing chores to get some some water. Um, I'll probably purchase another indoor heated water bucket for the goats. Um just so they don't run out during the day because we already have one. Um, so we'll probably just make that slight little change just so I don't have to haul the hose up there every every time I go outside to put water in and then drain the hose so it doesn't freeze. Uh, um, draining the hose is such a pain. Yes, and it's a very long hose, so it's yeah. not easy. <laughs> and as somebody that doesn't like to wear gloves... <laughs> Like, I have to wear gloves when I do it. Otherwise, my hands go numb. Yeah, you won't have any. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we also have the cutest coop out in the pasture, so I'll need to buy one of those heated water setups um, to keep it simple. I was eyeballing some when we were at Rural King the other day, um, and they're really not too bad in price, and they look pretty sturdy. So instead of dealing with, like, a fish tank heater like I do in the main coop in our water buckets, I'll probably just buy one of those to keep it simple. Um, because sometimes it's just easier to bite the bullet and spend the money instead of like making something. Um, yeah. So that's the route we're going to go this year. (laughs) (laughs) You got to decide where you want to invest in sometimes more time or simplicity. Yes. And money. Mm. (laughs) Who are we kidding? (laughs) Yes. Um, and I might also do a sweeter heater over Hamlet's pen. We're also talking about moving where his pen is and kind of redoing it a little bit um, before winter because he's just inside the barn right now and it's not like a really big space and it's difficult for us to get in there and easily clean it. So we're talking about doing that, but that would involve like getting a dumpster and us cleaning out the barn. (laughs) Oh. And a dumpster is like $300 a week. So I'm like, do I want to do that? 
this, but I'm leaning towards yes because we could do just big cleanup on on some things um, before the winter. So might pull the trigger on that one too. <laughs> It'll feel really good to get all that clutter out of there. Yes. Um, so if, either way, if we do that or not, I, I want a sweeter heater over his pen because he, he gets a little chilly. He can bury himself in straw, but that would be a nice backup option for him if um, he gets really cold. Mm-hmm. Um, also this year, uh, we're going to keep the bunnies outside. Um, but don't worry, they all have warm, cozy houses attached to their runs. And most of their runs aren't on the ground. They're like up in the air. Um, so the past two years, we kept them in the barn. And it's like a fecal, a fecal matter nightmare when we do that because they're just like shitting on the ground um and it's not easy to clean up because their enclosures are really heavy so it takes two people to move and then you're trying to scrape poop that's kind of frozen um so we're gonna keep them outside this year and just wrap like all the sides and the roofs in plastic to uh, keep the wind out so they'll be able to run into their little houses we'll obviously have to keep the houses cleaner or just clean them out more often um, because they'll be in there pooping and peeing. Um, if you haven't picked up on it, rabbits poop and pee a lot. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to try that this year. And obviously, if it gets super cold, we'll take them indoors for a little bit. Yeah, that'll totally work. Like if there's another polar vortex or something, like yeah. that's an option. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We'll just open the sliders and waddle our way through with them. Um, And then obviously just wrapping the duck runs and the chicken runs in plastic um, so they can be out on their runs and and not get too chilly. Um, And I need to test all of the fish tank heaters and heated water rabbit setups to make sure they still work. Um, I might also consider just getting some of the nicer... Uh, heated water things like I'm going to get for the cutest coop too. It'll just kind of depend on how budget goes. And maybe it's something I'll do midwinter too, because I mean, Christmas is coming. So yeah, <laughs> so that makes things a little more complicated budget wise sometimes when you're trying to find that balance of buy versus kind of use what you have and wait it out until you absolutely can't take it anymore. Well, and sometimes it takes a while for everything to like really freeze solid. Like yeah. we won't move any, we won't like do any actual winterization of water until probably late November, maybe even December, because it'll be that long before we have so many cold days in a row that you can't easily unthaw it. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we're going to focus on some investment for the humans. Um, I am determined to purchase a snowblower or a snow removal machine i don't know what people call them um but basically the past couple of years we've been shoveling paths to all the important places on the farm um so that works but when it's getting darker sooner um and then it's going to be dark a lot in the winter it's kind of a pain in the ass (laughs) and and i don't want to do it um, and I'm the one that's at home all the time now, so I feel kind of obligated to be that person if I have the time to get up from my desk and do it. So um, I'm thinking we need to upgrade and do this um, so we can make paths to all of the water sources when we get a good snow. 
Um, and this not only just is convenient, it keeps us safer too, because we're not stumbling in like knee deep snow, trying to get to the water sources or walk the hay out to the cow. Um, and then it's also a great way to provide some walking paths for the poultry. So they actually leave their coop and stretch their legs because if they have a path, they'll, they'll go out. So when we shovel past, they'll walk up and down the path. They like that. Um, so I'll do that this summer or this summer, (laughs) this winter. Um, and it'll save us some time too, which is always a bonus. Um, for sure. I'm also going to get a farm jacket for myself. You don't have a car heart? No, I don't. What? I've been either layering with like sweatshirts and vests or throwing on my nicer coat um, because it's a long one. So it covers my butt and keeps it warm. Oh, um, yeah, that's nice. That's yeah. true. <laughs> but I like that's not sustainable and I can't do it. And I just need to bite the bullet and pay the money for something nicer because I know it's going to last a long time. And because I don't think I'll be going back into an office anytime soon, probably like not until at least next summer, I'm the one that's going to be home all day. And with the, you know, daylight situation, I'm going to want to go out and do the chores before Matt gets home if I can. So I need to be properly dressed to do that. Yeah, for sure. You won't regret a good, like, sturdy farm coat, for sure. Like, it's by far the thing that I use the most around here. Even when it's not that cold, I throw it on over clothes that I just don't want to get dirty when I'm running out Mm. to go do chores. Mm -hmm. So, Um, The other thing I'm going to be doing for myself is buying new boots. Um, Ooh, I love boots. My sloggers are great, but um, I've had them for like three years now, and they have holes in them now. Um, I went to purchase sloggers from Amazon the other day, and I accidentally put the wrong size oh. so I got a size seven and I'm like a 10 in sloggers so <laughs> luckily I think they might fit my stepdaughter so I might just hold on to them for Christmas for her but they have cows on them and I was like I'm so excited um. and then I got them and I'm like dang it well if they're too small for her and they fit me I'll just yeah there we go I spoiled your Christmas present I'll just send them down to you um, but also sloggers aren't insulated and that's all I've been wearing oh. during the winter. <laughs> um, Ooh, yeah. Poor toes. <laughs> yeah. So am I really even an adult right now? I don't have a farm jacket and I don't have insulated boots. I ask myself that question all the time. <laughs> so I might not get sloggers. Maybe that was the way like Amazon was telling me you don't need sloggers right now. You need to buy yourself some like nice insulated boots. <laughs> so yeah. I'm probably going to take that as a sign and, and get regular boots here in a little bit. Um, yeah, because the holes in my sloggers now, like if I'm dumping out of duck pools and get my feet wet, like I feel it and it's disgusting. Oh, so I need to, yeah. I need to do something. <laughs> I have three pairs of snow boots, even though it only snows like (laughs) twice a year. I'm a total like boot hog. I love (laughs) boots. Boots are like my love language. (laughs) Love it. And uh, I think I wear extra tough sometimes during the winter, but they're not insulated either. But they're thick enough that two pairs of wool socks will get me through on the extra toughs. 
Um, and if it's dry, my regular work boots work okay. But hmm. yeah, it can be rough. Yeah, it can. You know, finding all the things that like fit you and then like do the job that you actually need it to is actually kind of tricky. Like you kind of, you got to like buy a couple things, give them a try and see what your favorite is. Yeah. It's all about balance. Yep. Yes, it is. So yeah, I think that was all of the newer things that we're going to be doing here. So we'll see how it all goes. Yeah, I feel like every year is just a little different. Mm -hmm. I feel like some things we get to make a little simpler. Some things we figure out need to be done a little differently. And every freaking winter is different. So yeah, (laughs) in the area that we live in, you could like really easily overdo it or really easily like super underdo it, depending on what kind of year you're going to (laughs) have. Totally. I hope you enjoyed hearing that replay of episode 134, Every Winter is Different. And I hope you found some really good tips to help you out. And uh, I'd like to ask you if you have a story that you would like to share on the podcast that is maybe about asking for something or asking for help or asking for a gift uh, or anything sort of in that realm, I'd love for you to tell that story on the podcast. So you can do that a couple different ways. One of them is you can call our voicemail. It's 401-426-3276, which is 401-426-FARM. You got three minutes on the voicemail to tell a story and it'll get played here on the podcast. Or you can reach out to me drinkandfarm at gmail.com and we will chat and I will have instructions for you on how we can get your story on the podcast without having to take up a ton of your time for a whole interview. So I'm really looking forward to starting to get those collected so we can put them uh, into some really great episodes. And uh, I also would love to invite you to uh, send us your winter farming tips as well. I mean, we're on a winter tips and uh, winter prep sort of role right now. So it would be great to have your updated tips and tricks and things that you have used as well. All right. So that's it. Until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye guys. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.